time to buy in. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Now, let's start the hour. Welcome to this week's episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, where we explore income strategies for the modern financial landscape. I'm Sean Harris. To the left of me, the first name in financial advising. He's the master of your monetary affairs, the soldier of fortune, Jess, whole lot of heart, Hamill. <laughs> Good morning. And to my right, he's the prince of principle. The ruler of returns, the yogi of yields, a person of interest, the people's champion, Jaden, nothing but love, Newman. Hey, Sean, that's great. Thank you. I do have a big heart, and I got a lot of love in my heart. That's right. Thank well, you. You're very a big much. dude, so I mean, by default, you got a big heart, right? Is your fist the size of your heart, or is that your stomach? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't heard that. I thought it was your brain. My stomach's way bigger than my fist. I guarantee yeah, you. Sure. <laughs> you know, I think it's your heart. I think your fist is the size of your heart. We can look huh. that up. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got yeah. a big heart. Look at that fist. Right on. Yeah. Well, plus you guys are just full of love. That's so me, man. Mr. I had, love. I had to call you out for, for being full of love. Gentlemen, welcome to the airwaves. Thank you. Good to be here. It's great to see you guys this morning. Uh, anything new in your world? I think we missed a week, didn't we? We did miss a week. Yeah. Went to uh, London and Prague and had a great time. Man, so awesome. Oh, man, I am jealous. Yeah, I missed out on London. Um, I heard you had an amazing time, Jess, yeah. but I, I'm glad I met you in Prague. Um, I was actually fortunate enough to have my entire family there. We had a, 11 of my immediate family members, siblings, nephews, nieces, kids. I know. I flew back. Your sister was on my flight on the way back. On the way back. Yeah, we unpartied all the way from Prague. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a long. It's about a ten-hour flight um, yeah, there and back, right? Like but uh, man, with those seats, like a bed. I mean, it's like a little suite that you're sitting in. Mm. Seat lays down to a bed. You've got little walls around you. It was awesome. I love those nice. those uh, cross-country flights. Would you say for our our clients that are listening or, or prospects um, that are looking to travel, a lot of our clients, you know, that's part of retirement. You you take oh, some yeah, trips for but sure. Is Prague on the bucket list? Definitely. If you have any interest whatsoever in seeing something really cool that was created 2,000 years ago before electricity and modern tools and just be blown away by the architecture and, and the, the, the things they achieved, the Prague is a city to go to. The Prague. whole city is like 2,000 years old. It's it, still standing. It's great. It is. And, you know, the thing I didn't expect that I really I really like, Sean, you might dig this. Um, I know you're always looking for, you know, bargains, right? For sure. It you seems like it. your dollar goes further uh, in Prague, for sure. Yeah, um, somebody, sure. 20 to 1, 23 to 1, depending on whether you're getting a scalp or not. Exchange rate. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. So it took me a while to figure out. Just divide by two and cut it and then take off a decibel. I see. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the little formula. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it I just kept multiplying times two and it was totally screwing me up. But, but London's what got me because the, the, the pound is a little bit more valuable. So you see something that's, uh, or I guess it's the other way, but you see something that's 40 whatever and you think, oh, 40 bucks, but it's really not. It's like $44. You know, yeah. the, the, it goes the other way, but it's all good. We had a oh, great yeah. time, man. Well, other than getting pickpocketed. 
That's right. <laughs> right that's in front of Jaden at that's like four o'clock in the morning. Man. Wow, that's, that's a crazy a whole story. Other story. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know how you go into that on the radio show. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. But, but in the um, end, that's I, a completely different show. I guys. lost several hundred dollars, <laughs> but I got my wallet back and all my credit cards and my ID and everything. So I'm, it, I was bummed, but thrilled. And, and actually, last thing I want to do is be stuck in Prague with no American Express and no ID. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's the kicker, Sean. It was a seventy year old woman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and Jess has a picture of this woman. Yeah, I got a yeah. picture. Literally. It's hilarious. What a story. Yeah. Person Epic. you would least suspect in the yes. world. Yeah. It was you know? it was pretty crazy, man. Yeah. And that yeah. was after I carried everything in my front pocket. I did all the stuff you're supposed to do. She was an expert, man. Expert. Ah, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Well, luckily most of the seventy year old people that we know and that we deal with on a regular basis are much nicer than that. <laughs> And they're not going to take our money. I think, you know, the, the trick is not to look like a tourist, Jess. You you must have. Dude, not even, man. So I went no? shopping before I went. I researched how to not look like a tourist. I mean, there's only so far you can go, but you got to wear your clothes a little bit too small for you. because Everything's slim there. Oh. Pants a little bit short. I mean, I had the full-on European attire, at least. But I'm hanging out with a bunch of tourists, and I think she saw me go to the ATM and uh. come back. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Dead giveaway. Yeah. Well, Four in the morning, ATM, wallet in the front pocket, coming back, hang out with some people. Yeah, that was a dead giveaway. Wow. Well, for those of you out there listening, if you haven't listened to the show before or if you need a gentle reminder, we are Noble Capital Wealth Management, a financial advising and income planning firm focused on helping our clients achieve financial freedom through predictable lifetime income. And if anybody out there wants to connect with us, get in touch with us, send us an email. You can reach us at radio at noblecapital.com directly. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. So get in touch with us. I like when we get correspondence from listeners. It's, it's, it makes me feel like I'm actually reaching somebody. It's Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Interaction. And not just, just talking out into the airwaves. Right. You know? <laughs> it's nice to know that there are people out there. So our last episode was called the Mailbox Money Movement, where we talked about, well, Mailbox money, yeah. <laughs> right? That's, that's, that's one, of our, one. one of our favorite topics, regular predictable income streams for your retirement. So I think I have a really good capital contemplations for today. And I think I want Jaden to read this one. No offense, Jess. No worries, man. I've, I've been uh, winning all of them the past few times, so we'll give him a choice. Okay. Chance. We'll give him a head start. Okay, here it goes. In my best radio voice. Okay. Uh, by the way, have you ever been told you have a you have a nice radio face? Yeah, <laughs> and I and for me, I know that's a fact. All right, so, so here we go. This is my radio <laughs> voice. If people like you, they'll listen to you. But if they trust you, they'll do business with you. Yeah. So no, I like it. For two retirement points, which author and motivational speaker said it? Was it Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins? Or Jack Canfield? I'm going to go with Tony Robbins. Any thoughts? I was going to say Jaden Newman, but um, <laughs> who's that? But no, I'm going, um, I'm going to go straight old school Zig Ziglar. Man, you nailed it. It was Zig Ziglar that said that one. You got me. All right. He's got a lot of really, really great quotes. I was kind of looking through them this week, putting the show notes together, and uh, love that guy. <laughs> that is old school, though. Good old, good old Zig. Yeah. yeah. All of our school. listeners know who that is, and I bet you 2% of our employees know who that is. <laughs> That's right. I, I guessed him because he's probably, what, 20 years older than Tony? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, at least. At maybe least. older, yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, so, <clears throat> basically, I, I wanted to kind of lead with that because, you know, we're talking about trust and we're talking about doing business. And this week's episode is called All Things Being Unequal. And we're going to be talking about choosing a financial advice. You like that? I do like that. We're going to be talking about choosing a financial advisor. And this can actually be, I think, kind of a confusing issue for some people because there are people out there that you might think are financial advisors and they're not exactly, right? So what am I talking about here? What's the, yeah, the big picture? I mean, you want somebody that's going to advise you on the overall portfolio and the big picture. What are you trying to do all in? Not somebody that's backing it into, I think I can sell a an annuity for this amount, so let me justify it. It's the other way around. What does this person need? And then you come up with that. But it's uh, it's not about flipping products. It's about putting together an entire plan and then using various asset classes to achieve those goals. Yeah, perfect. You know, basically what it boils down to is that there's financial advisors uh, and there's also, I don't know, say agents or brokers. What what would you call? I don't know, man. There's a, you know, it doesn't matter what you call them. There's a million labels out there. A lot of people are picking the label based on the perception they're trying to, to give to the clients. That's actually a really good point. I, I hadn't really thought about that, but you know, really what it boils down to is we're talking about product salespeople. Yeah, for sure. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people have to make a living. People sell products. But, Absolutely. Uh, there are appropriate uses of products and there are inappropriate uses of products. And there are people that are looking out for the client and people that are looking out for the commission. Yeah. And see, that's, that's what it boils down to right there. And, uh, you know, when we get into the next segment, I want to to really start to unpack this a little bit and talk about what are the differences uh, and what are some of the things you should look for when you are searching for a financial advisor. But if you live in Austin and you're searching for a financial advisor, yeah, search no further. Right here, search we are. no further. You know, you can actually come meet Jess at one of our dinner and discussion events. Uh, you can listen to Jaden talk about financial planning and income planning for retirement. And we have one coming up Tuesday, August 20th at TrueLux in Austin, Texas. And you can just go to noblecapitalradio.com and RSVP right there on the page. After the break, we'll come back and explain the difference between agents and advisors and what you should look for when you're trying to find one. Hold on. We'll be right back. Talk 1370. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back to the show where this week we're talking about what you should look for in a financial advisor. In the last segment, we kind of teased it out a little bit and we were talking about how there is a difference between financial advisors and what we would call agents or brokers whose job it is to, you know, sell an insurance policy or a specific product. So let's dig a little bit deeper. Uh, Jess, can you kind of break down for us, like, what's the distinction 
and I think this this really gets to the heart of it. Uh, the distinction between an advisor and a well, a broker. What, what's the biggest distinction? I mean, that's that's you're Subjective. asking. You're not asking the question right. <laughs> okay. Um, so I mean, rephrase broker, it for me. Yeah, I mean, so skip the broker, and I don't really know what to what to put in there. Um, but you know, I mean, a real advisor to me, and they're actually advisors just advise you on pick this stock or pick that stock. You know, so okay. there are advisors that are advising you on how to do various things. In our world, an advisor is somebody that is looking at the entire picture. So I'm not just trying to game the market. I'm not just trying to flip a product. I am advising you on on uh, risk mitigation, on uh, you know how to stretch the dollar as far as you can, paying the least amount of tax uh, legally, and putting everything together based on what the end goal is. You know, if your end goal is to spend all of your money, we can go uber safe. If your end goal is to pass as much money down to the next generation as you can and preserve as much principal as you can, we can do that. It just changes the risk level. So Got it. a true advisor listens more than he talks. And when you're listening to what the clients really want, then you can accurately and with a good faith uh, put together a plan that suits their needs, not that suits your needs. That makes sense. That's awesome, Jess. I, I have to comment, you know, on the last segment, we were talking about the product salesman persona that you see in, in many advisors out there. And again, I mean, this this is one where it's it's pretty black and white. I mean, you, as a client, you don't have to be a, a rocket scientist here to, to see that a, an advisor is a product salesman. And one of the ones that that we see most often is you know, the, it's an advisor that only works for one company. They're, they're called a captive advisor. And some people don't know this, but advisors are either captive or they're independent. And if you're captive, you work for one company and it doesn't matter who walks in the door. Everybody's seeing the exact same product or product line from that one company. And it could be a good competitive product line, but the fact is it's it not just, good for everybody. It just doesn't feel right that, you know, you, you have to go just get, you know, dog food or dog food or dog food, you don't get to the whole picture to even compare and contrast the products and have that feeling um, of, of confidence that you got, you know, the, the right value for, for what you paid essentially. So, yeah, for sure. so there's, there's a lot of captive advisors out there that maybe are newer in the industry or they're learning the business or they're specialist and their job is to go out and sell their product line and if you're sitting across from the table uh, from them, guess what they're going to be trying to do? Yeah, sell you that product. Sell you. sell you that product line. The biggest yeah. difference is if I'm not captive, then I can listen to you, figure out what makes the most sense for you, and then bring in all the various options I have. But if I only have one option, then the only way I'm going to be a productive employee is to convince you that that's the option that you need. There's two examples here. I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to figure out what makes the most sense for this client in this one particular situation, and I've decided it's an annuity, right? And i got three annuity companies to choose from. Do I pick the one that, that produces the most income from, for them that is the most flexible, that fits their situation, or do I pick the one that if I sell enough of those this year, I get to go to Hawaii? You know, on this end, in this, in this office, you're going to get the one that makes the most sense for you. And I'm always going to run, and I don't mean to pick on annuities, but in that scenario, I'm going to run – that scenario through three or four different annuity companies, look at three or four different um, illustrations and first figure out which one produces the most money. And then two, start talking about the options that, that they have. And we're going to pick together with a client. This is always a dialogue, pick the one that works the best for them. When somebody comes to you and says, Hey, this is the, what you absolutely need. I've checked it out and this is what you need. That's the one to be careful about. That's more than likely going to be the one that benefits them the most. 
Yeah, in real gotcha. t- real talk here, it's funny when when he was talking about you know qualifying to go to Hawaii. It's not that he doesn't want to go to Hawaii, but really the, the for the listeners, you know, we're we're a high um, volume um, advisor. We do a lot of business compared to other advisors, and that's just because we we've got a, a good reach and a good system. So Jess is going to Hawaii. Regardless of <laughs> of what he recommends, right, I'm going to Hawaii because I'm going to Hawaii. Yeah. Well, he you just know? got back from Prague. Yeah, so. and and the the fact is, is um, he, he you know he's not motivated by a, a trip where a product salesman might be trying to qualify to have their name up on the board, or you know look really good amongst their peers. That's the environment. That's the sales culture yeah. that they're part of, and we just don't don't have that here. I mean, I've never considered myself, at least here, a salesman. That's not, I'm not here to sell something. I'm here to put together a plan. Along with that, there's various asset classes. And of course I get paid because I'm working, um, but I'm not here to sell you something. Yeah. And you know, ultimately really what you're selling is yourself as a financial advisor, you know, because a lot of the business that, that comes to us is, is through word of mouth. You know, you have sure. clients telling their friends and their family members, Hey, you know, you need some help. Go talk to this guy. I trust him done business with him. Right. See, so, even, and, and maybe it's just my own personal um, hang up on it, but even that I get what you're saying. Everybody sells that you're selling yourself, but I don't want to, I don't want to sell anything. I want to present something. I want to advise. I want to educate. Is sure. it something that, that works, that improves a client's position? And then I get paid accordingly. And that's what I tell everybody on the first appointment. There's three hurdles you got to overcome. If you want to do business with me, first one, can I actually make a difference for you? If not, I'll be the first to tell you. And then two, do I think they're serious? And three, do we like each other? Sure. And do we all get along? Um, but the most important is, can I make a difference? Because there, there have been plenty of clients where I've looked at their scenario and said, you know, there's, I could probably sell you an annuity or flip a, an insurance product or put you in some other, you know, scenario, but you're in good shape. I don't think that anything I do is going to significantly make this any better. So I don't think we're a good match. Yeah. And maybe the, maybe framing it like selling yourself was, was putting it the wrong way. And I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you do have to do what is best for the client because that basically determines your reputation in the business. And, you know, our business is the most important thing. So, so we have to do what we believe is right for each client. And in the long run, that helps us too, right? Exactly. And you, and you want to find that balance. So you want a successful advisor, right? You don't want one that's so successful because he's really good at flipping products, but you want one that is successful enough that when he's sitting across the table from you in the back of his mind, he's not thinking, I've got to close this case so I can make my mortgage payment. You want somebody that's successful enough that can be honest and choose whether or not to pursue a certain thing, not based on what works for them, but what works for the client. What are the limitations to a captive agent as far as the the range of products, I mean, we're, let's say an insurance agent compared to what it's, what we have access it's actually, to. Actually, it's actually kind of it's 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 pretty significant. So I'm not going to mention any specific company, but sure. a company that I was involved with for a very long time is a very large insurance company. Right. We were allowed to to participate with those products and those products only. And after three years, the first three years, you call it a new org, new organization. After that, you're an established, right? So you gotcha. have the ability to do more stuff. But if you are caught selling any other insurance company's product, you're fired instantly, like immediately. So, I mean, you are absolutely, if you're going to insurance company ABC, you're going to get an insurance company ABC's life or annuity product. That's period. wild. And what? so just for the listeners, as we wind down, 
uh, this this segment, I, I think it's just staggering. But what, what would you estimate? How many life insurance companies do you have access to today to 40, choose from? 40, 45 ish. Around there. 40, and 45. Nice. And, and I want to qualify. That's 40 or 45 that between us and Advisors Excel, we have vetted out and decided these are somebody that I'm willing to, to stand behind and put my client's name in. If, if that wasn't nearly as important, then it'd be 200. You know, The biggest and best in the world. Yeah. Like, like we, I, I like to say. we update that list. That's right. All the time. The, one, uh, the ones that are big standout life insurance companies are the ones that we, rec- we re- uh, represent and recommend to clients. And these are companies, folks, like the one that insured the Titanic. Yeah. Right. Go, go look it up. Yep. You know? yep. I happen to know who that is, but only because we've discussed it before. It's amazing <laughs> how many insurance companies, you know, when we talk to people about safety and, and solid insurance companies have been around forever. I mean, the average of the, the people we deal with are 100 plus years been in business. Nice. Well, unfortunately, we can't keep talking in this segment for 100 plus years because we have to go to break. But if you folks are interested in coming to talk to us and coming to learn more about what we do, go to noblecapitalradio.com. We have a dinner and discussion event coming up Tuesday, August 20th at True Lux. Again, you can RSVP at noblecapitalradio.com. Hang on, folks. We'll be back in a second. Now, back to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And welcome back. If you're just joining us, we've been discussing everything you ever wanted to know and hopefully more about financial advisors. And I want to take the conversation in a little bit different direction because there's a lot of people out there listening to the show today who uh, maybe don't have a financial advisor and and maybe they're thinking about trying to find a financial advisor or uh, maybe they have been looking for a financial advisor and they're not sure how to choose one. So let's just kind of start at the beginning. I, I mean, how does a person determine what type of advisor is best for them? You know, that's a big, long list. So I would start with, you know, looking at what makes the most sense for you. If you're one of those people that really does your own plan and you're looking to fill a couple of holes, well, okay, then you get a product salesman or somebody that's a uh, captive. But if what you're looking for is some guidance and you want to make sure that somebody is being objective and looking out for you, you know, uh, independence the way to go independent versus captive. Okay. So that's, that's a good place to start. Uh, again, a, a, a captive air quotes advisor yeah. is someone who maybe works for an insurance company or the like. Right. Somebody right. that works for an organization or an entity that is a single source. So they have whatever, a suite of products that they're allowed they're, to they're, sell. They're their own products. It's like if, right. if you, if you go to the Ford dealer, no matter what you're getting, it's going to be a Ford, whether it's a truck or a car, it's going to be a Ford as opposed to going to, right. know, there was some dealership that could give you everything. Okay. And, and I mean, just just leveling with our prospects on on sort of the types of advisor here. We're talking about product salesmen. These are people that are typically selling you a a life insurance contract or an annuity only, or maybe a a, a specific investment that they're just peddling or trying to sell. Okay, uh, could be an alternative, you know, real estate. Could be whatever. But then the other profile you see is is a stockbroker. That's just trying yeah. to put your money in the stock market and essentially, well, sure, I'm not selling you a product. I'm going to manage your money in the stock market for you. Which 
is totally fine if that's what you're there that's for. That's what you're looking yeah, for. Right. Right. What you're looking for is somebody to manage your stock portfolio and decide the risk and try to accumulate. But most of our clients are, are past that accumulation phase, you know? Yeah. We're looking and we, for income and retirement. That's right. And we have great uh, money managers on our team that handle that piece of it. But mm-hmm. that's the thing. That's only a piece of the portfolio. Um, it drives me nuts when somebody comes in and says, I met with my guy over at Insert. I'm not going to mention any names, but, you know, big, big box uh, mm-hmm. brokerage. firms, brokerage firms. And they say here he gave me a, a retirement plan, and I've got 1.3 million. We're spending a buck fifty a year, and I'm going to be 90. I'm going to die with 10 million dollars. And I'm like, does is any part of that sound like common sense to you? That assumes an eight to 10 percent return in the market consistently right. for the next 30 years. Like I can I can give you a plan that shows that, but that's not realistic. So yeah. these people come in, they hear what they want to hear, and that's the probably the biggest difference between me and a market based planner is I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you the truth, and it's not always pretty. It's interesting that you said that because you're talking about a specific return from the market. And I think people look at uh, the stock market, you know, they look backwards at the stock market and they say, oh, well, the return for the past 10 years, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, if, it's, if that's so what we, you got for the past can, 10 years, that's the yeah, time. Yeah, we, to we to can live. count on that going forward, right? right? <laughs> but But either um, way, I mean, those guys are, you know, this is. That's called what we call a spin down. Sure. You know, get some return and spend it. Um, we're, we're way different than that. I don't want you to just spin something down because you're making, that's the basis of my pro, of my practice. If you can tell me exactly when you're going to die and tell me what the market's going to do, then great. We'll do some fundamental math, but I don't sure. know if you're going to make it to 80 or 95. So we don't want to run out of money. And we also don't want to live so conservatively that we end up leaving a bunch on the table because we died early. Right. right. Yeah. And the, the fact is, is, we're we like we say this quite a bit and I, I think this is beginning to resonate but we're we're facing a time in our in our history now where this is not your grandfather's retirement anymore yeah. right not even, the, the yeah. days of having defined benefit plans pensions everything figured out you know where you work hard for a company for your whole life and then you're taken care of and you've got that guaranteed income that mailbox money those days are long gone and now you have to take it into your own hands to figure all that out. So if you go down the street and you, you just work with a stockbroker as your retirement financial advisor, well, then you, you've you missed a critical component, a cornerstone yeah. of, of, of your foundation mm-hmm. for, for your retirement. And you, you've you essentially put yourself in a position where you you if one little slip and fall or one bad timing – Somebody's going back to work and someone's going to go back to work. And that's, that's how, that's what you mean when we, you know, we don't tell you what you want to hear. Sometimes you have to talk to people like family. Exactly. And And also when people are so concerned about, you know, I've seen these unrealistic expectations. I want to leave a million dollars to my kid. I got a million five and I'm 62 years old. I'm like, that's not going to happen. You know, I'm looking out for you first, whatever left over, then we'll figure it out. Sure. So is there anything else that folks can think about uh, or, you know, maybe questions they can ask whenever they're looking for well, yeah, a financial so advisor? Ask for a plan, a comprehensive plan, and how okay. much of that plan is dependent upon market performance and okay. how much that plan is impacted by market loss. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And also that it's not just a whole bunch of products that is sold by the captive agents company that yeah. they work how do they, for. How right? do they work together in a plan? And that's what it boils yeah. down to. I'll ask people all the time, do you have an income or do you have a retirement plan? And of course, they're all going to say yes. And so mm-hmm. I'll say, all right, well, what do you have? The most an common, IRA. common, the common answer is a 401k yeah. or an IRA. And then you'll have some of them that, that they think they're getting there and say, well, I got a 401k, an IRA, I got a Roth, got some money over here, I got some money over here. And I'm like, that's great. Except where's your plan? That you lacks know? the plan. What yeah. you got is a bunch of accounts. So that's, that's a great start, but you know, put a plan together. So is this person that's advising you, is he advising you on individual things 
Um, and I don't want to harp on, on cop. I mean, not everybody's out there just to screw a client. That, that's, that's no, totally okay. no, of course but not. Are they just trying to focus on individual things that perform at some level that they want to, to, to indicate to you? Or are they mm-hmm. trying to put it together into a plan? That's what it all boils down to. Is it a plan or is it just a, a bucket full of accounts? Yeah, that's great. Another big one, Sean, is, uh, is the advisor that you're sitting across the table from, are they talking tax planning and tax strategy with you? This is a, that's a good point. Yeah. critical part of, of their retirement, of their financial uh, life, right, is coming into retirement and taxes are going to start coming at you hard and fast. And if you've got a product salesman or a stockbroker that's not where this isn't even on their radar to talk taxes and tax strategy, mm-hmm. then you're doing yourself a big disservice. And very few are. Very, very few are. That I would say that would be one of the the telltale signs. Are they are they talking income planning? Are they talking tax planning? And are, are they are they offering a comprehensive plan? Yeah. So, Sean, what would you say is the biggest risk factor when you're looking at investments for your retirement? Well, I mean, leaving money on the table certainly. Okay. Um. You know, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, is, most people are going to say market loss. You know, it's all tied to the market. I say, yeah, the I biggest, didn't want to harp on the market too much, but <laughs> stock market. That's for what sure. goes to, but I don't, I don't think so. I think the biggest risk is something one that you have zero control over. Even when it starts going bad, you can, you can get out of the market. You can move things around. It's taxes. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be in office when I retire? Am I going to be in a 75% tax bracket or am I going to be in a 32% tax bracket? That's mm-hmm. my risk right there. So you've heard me say it a million times and it's probably not the, answer a lot of people want to hear because they're all into tax deferred IRAs and stuff, but I'm not huge on tax deferral, at least not for a considerable part of your portfolio. If you're living on more than 60 or $70,000 a year, because I can defer that tax and defer that tax and defer that tax. But if I want to live the income, live the lifestyle that I want generating the income that I want to generate, if it's all taxable and we get into a, you know, a taxes into oblivion kind of administration, all of a sudden, I mean, you could easily lose half of what you've been counting on if the tax rates double two things number one go if if, listen to what jess is telling you can go to you can request this from us first of all send us a request we'll send it to you but you can go online and look at the historical tax brackets yeah uh for the last 50 years and his range uh between 25 to 75 is not far-fetched not exaggerating at all he's not exaggerating just look at which administration is in office sure number two is when when you're talking about uh re, you know retirement in in ta- tax deferred accounts one of the things that i ask at every event that we do these these presentations uh, retirement uh, strategies uh presentations we do once a month you're going to talk about one here in a in a minute Sean absolutely right up front i ask the the whole room 35 <laughs> 40 people yeah. who in the room thinks your taxes are going down your tax brackets are going down in retirement, raise your hand. And the most I've ever seen is one. One hand at the most. We get a lot of chuckles, like you got to yeah. be kidding. Right. And 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 then and they don't feel they don't realize this is coming next. But it's like, well, then, how do you feel about all those tax deferred accounts yeah. that you've built up? Should have been paying your taxes all along. I mean, do, yeah. do you do you feel like it was a trick a little bit now or or what? And people, it's like there's it's like mm-hmm. it's snapped. You can see right the light bulb go off above like, their head. Oh my gosh! And make no, no mistakes. I'm not saying tax deferral is a bad thing overall. No, it can be good, but it takes thinking it through. Everybody's knee jerk reaction is I don't want to pay tax on now, but as much as I can in the 401k, put some over there in IRA. Woohoo! I got less taxes this year. Mm-hmm. You're just kicking a can down the road. It's a matter of doing it appropriately and doing the appropriate amount of 
tax deferral and thinking about what your income needs are going to be down the road so that we make sure that we're not going to get taxed to death down there, regardless of the risk of the increased tax. I mean, if you think about it, you know, forget about the top tax bracket. When you look at the total effective tax bracket. So if you're, if you're actually in the 37% tax bracket, <clears throat> unless you're making like $10 million a year, your effective rate, when you do the math in the end, probably a quarter, 25%, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about that doubling, if your tax bracket, you go from giving up 25% of your hard-earned money to 50% of your hard-earned money, that 25%, when you start backing down, you got to have food, you got to have property taxes, that's all the fun stuff. So if you don't plan properly, you can find yourself in retirement doing nothing but just making, making do, you know, not having any fun. You got food, you got a roof over your head, but you're not, you're not having any fun. You're not doing anything that you've dreamed about doing all because of poor tax planning. Yeah. And, and actually that's, that's really kind of the point, isn't it? Because we say it over and over again, you should have enough income to have lifestyle, confidence, and fulfillment Mm -hmm. in retirement. And if you don't have a conf, a uh, comprehensive income plan, you don't have any of that, right? And, you know, the the tax strategy is definitely a huge piece of it. The other thing that comes to mind for me is just, and, you know, to use the cliche, don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know? And we're talking about, yeah, the market is fine, depending on how you use it in your comprehensive income plan, right? And so, if you are going to, you know, let's say a, a captive agent, uh, you're not really getting that same level of diversification, are you? Well, I mean, from an asset class, you could be, depending on you know what they're captured in, but you're definitely not getting any diversification between different producers or companies or carriers. It's okay. all coming from one spot. Okay, that that makes sense. So, is it possible to have a comprehensive income plan? without a financial advisor? I mean, anything's possible. I mean, you can do all the maintenance on your car if you understand how a motor works. So, I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're, if you've got a considerable amount of experience and background in financial advising, then yeah, of course you can do it yourself. But. Yeah. We have a lot of do it yourselfers, especially in the central Texas region. There's, you know, a lot of engineers yeah. or just t- maybe techie people that want to get on and figure it out themselves. Right. And we have no, there's no problem with that. We're not trying to arm wrestle you for control, but at the end of the day, you don't have resources and to in access like like Jess does here, and he what he can do is open up access to the different strategies and and tools that you need to to really make that plan hum. So if you want to do the planning, if you enjoy building spreadsheets and analyzing, oh, we get those all the time. Then, Especially like you said, engineers every yeah. time. As soon as I see the engineer, I'm like, right, let me see your spreadsheet, and sure enough, they pull it out. Yeah, and um, there's nothing wrong with running tandem. You know, if somebody's got a plan, that's great. Let me look at it and say, okay, did you think about this or did you think about this? Okay, okay, and these things are great. Let me show you some options to do the same thing. And people appreciate that, man. I love it, guys. Basically, what you're telling me is that you don't necessarily need a financial advisor as long as you are a, a financial, financial advisor. advisor. <laughs> but it makes That's sense. You know, do you, do you need a doctor? No, not if you're a doctor. Do you need a mechanic? Well, not if you're a mechanic. Well, Folks listening out there, if you need a financial advisor, come see us. Come talk to us. We'll buy you dinner. Our next dinner and discussion event is coming up Tuesday, August 20th at True Lux. Just go to noblecapitalradio.com and you can RSVP right there on the page. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a second.
Talk 13.7, the right choice. Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And we are back. And if you just tuned in, well, we've been telling you what to look for in a financial advisor and basically what to look for in an income plan, yeah. right? What not to look for. And what mm-hmm. not to look for. And honestly, I mean, we, we kind of tell you a little bit every episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour what you should be looking for in an income plan and what you deserve in an income plan for your retirement. If this is uh, the first episode you've listened to or if you just can't get enough of us, <laughs> you can go find us wherever you get your podcasts. Noble Capital Radio Hour. We're on iTunes and That's Google awesome. I'm and try that podcast SoundCloud. Out. And Stitcher, just everywhere. Will you, you show can, me how to do the sound, cl- the the podcast thing? Yeah, absolutely. It's super simple. Chris tried to show me in the break room the other day, and I already forgot. Do you have an iPhone? I do. Yeah, pff, they have a built-in app. Right on. Man. And everybody who's anybody is on there, including us, the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Cool. So, just a quick recap. So, the difference between advisors and salespeople—that's really one of the main things that. Uh, you know, we're trying to impress upon the listeners out there today, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, nobody wants a salesman. A salesman could sell me a car. Sure. I don't want a salesman determining how I spend my money in retirement. Yeah. They can advise me on uh, what's a good set of encyclopedias <laughs> or the best vacuum cleaner. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a salesman, right. a salesman has, I mean, and there's salesmen have a, a job to do, right? But their yeah. job is to sell something to you. And the more they sell you, the, the better they are. Yeah. I, I don't want somebody's motive when they're contemplating how I should spend my money. I don't want their motive to be selling as much as they can. They just, those two don't mix. They just never do. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if, if all you're looking for is a life insurance policy, go see a life insurance salesperson. That, that's fine. Yeah. If you're looking for a comprehensive income plan, go see a financial advisor who can put something like that together. So, you know, we talked about this idea of the captive versus the independent advisor. Right. right? And so sure. that, that's a big, that's a big clue right there. You know, if, if everything someone puts together for you in your income plan all comes from the same company, well, that may not be the, the best, the best uh, plan for I you. Can value, you know? I mean, that, that's what got me with Mr. Jaden Newman. So I came from a captive environment. Sure. Um, and, and was starting to see that it's like, you know, this, there's probably a better way to skin this cat, but I don't have, I, you don't not, have, you I'm, didn't have I'm the resources. To. And yeah. then Jaden comes along and says, Hey, you know, come hang out with me. Let's do it this way. And I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it and going, I've, I've got a very, very established, great career going on here, but this sounds pretty cool. And so I came yeah. over, I jumped ship, I came with Jaden and man, I've never looked back and it's awesome. I sleep like a baby at night. How liberating was that for it you? It was awesome. It was so cool, man, to be literally not bound by anything whatsoever coming can, from a guy that's got tool uh, the most amazing tool set of tools uh, in his garage <laughs> right. right this guy's used to having yeah. a deep toolbox so yeah, right. it, it was sure. natural when he saw the the toolbox over here he's like man look what i could build with this yeah absolutely so More. it's it's interesting when when you talk to these uh, captive advisors and I, again i'm not taking cheap shots at them but and in fact, if you're if you're listening to this and you are an, a captive advisor and you want to make the jump, um, yeah, call me. Yeah, give us a call. We're Definitely. looking to I'm expand looking for two guys right now uh, in, in in the central Texas region, and and they make a great um, advisor um, in in the retirement space because they've got a lot of the basic training out of the way. But we sure. can just open up that toolbox to them so that they can 
they can go deeper for the client and help them win. That that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that that sounds like a call to action right there for <laughs> for anybody who is a financial professional yeah, and understands sure. how if, how it works. If you are an insurance agent. Or even if you're just a you know a, a registered rep, I'm still leaning more towards insurance agent. But but either way, if you if you are successful and you want to make a change, um, you're tired of being bound by constraints that don't really necessarily represent the best thing for your client. Please give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. Hello. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know what? If you are just looking for a financial advisor, also just come out to one of our dinner and discussion events. You can go to noblecapitalradio.com and you can RSVP right there on the page. You can also email us radio at noblecapital.com. That's where it came from. Okay. And that comes directly to my inbox. Perfect. So you I can, give you a pass and apologize for laughing at you. You now can communicate directly with me if you have any questions or comments or you just want to tell us how much you've enjoyed the show send us your resume if you're an advisor if you're an advisor yeah, sure. absolutely or email you know shot caller at noblecapital.com and you can yeah. communicate with jess directly i don't think we have that one set up yet i'm gonna have to talk to our it, it department will be, it will be by tomorrow morning <laughs> <laughs> well you know what guys i love talking to you guys because you always have so much to say but right now i really just want you to put your money where your mouth is this is where each week my esteemed co-hosts have to come up with a phrase related to this week's episode, and I get to amuse myself by telling them how they have to deliver it. Every episode, I seal the guidelines for the game in the Shanvelope, and I open it on air so they never know what to expect. If I stump them this week, though, they owe me a free round-trip ticket to anywhere in the U.S. Lower 48 on Pan Am Airlines. Oh, Pan Am, yeah, okay, you got it, buddy. You guys ready for this one? Bring it. Sean. Let's do it. Let her rip. All right, guys. I want you to sum up today's show in any number of words, but you can't use the words financial advisor. Any number of words, but you can't say financial advisor. Here we go. While the guys are racking their brains trying to put this one together, I just want to remind you that you can learn more about us at noblecapital.com. Check us out on Facebook at Noble Capital, on Instagram at Noble Capital Radio, and you can download every episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, that's all the time you have. What do you got for that's me? That's all the time I need, baby. All right. I'm going to let Jaden go first because he smokes me on this like nine out of ten times. So He he does have a way with words. He he's, he's like He, he really does. He's, yeah. he's the, the poet laureate of noble <laughs> capital. What you got, Jaden? All right, here it is. All right. Choose the right retirement coach and win the retirement game. I like it. That, it's thematic. I should have gone first, like though, it. that's, that's very similar to mine. Perfect. starts with the same word, but okay. Uh, right, right on, right on. <laughs> so choose a guide or the path of your retirement that has your best interest in mind. Boom. Man, that's beautiful. Those are good. We're on, on the, the same, same wavelength. Profound, right, baby? Yep. 
Ah, that's tough. Uh, I'll concede what, to Jason. What was yours again? Choose the right retirement coach and win the retirement game. I mean, we said the yeah. same thing. Yeah, I think Basically. we're on the same. He always has all these analogies: the soldiers and the, the game and all that stuff. So I'll give it to him. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm going to have to review the tape. You didn't to stump see. us, so that's all that matters. You know? Yeah, I don't get my flight on Pan Am. Um, I just really like their peanuts. <laughs> they're they're really good. Um, well, again, folks, if you want to connect with us, you can go to. What is it now? What is it? The radio? No, wait. <laughs> Noblecapitalradio.com. And you can RSVP for one of our events right there on the page. And guess what, guys? That is it right on. for this episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour. I'm Jaden. I'm Sean. I'm Jess, as always. And remember, life is short. Plan to enjoy it. We'll see you back here next week. Right on. All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers and not those of Noble Capital or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest and offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal, tax, or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Noble Capital, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk of total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial, investment, and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Noble Capital. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Noble Capital. Ooh, that's too long.